guys, this is B, And this is L, And this is Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast, episode two of season two. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I blanked. I was really impressed. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. So we're here this week to talk about a little bit more about ourselves. Um, Which is um, something we don't do often. Yeah. I mean, we do it every episode. But... So you guys have heard our, like, deep, deepest, darkest sexual um, history, our preferences fetishes and so forth and um haven't really talked much about who we are as people yeah so prompted by some recent twitter activity um in particular a dear abby tweet in which um so dear abby is an advice column and someone wrote in saying that his Indian wife wanted to give their children traditional Indian names um but that he knew that it would result in them being having a terrible childhood basically because their names would be botched by everyone around them. They might get teased and you know, it would just generally make their life more difficult. Um, and Abby's response was that, you know, she agrees that it will give them a more difficult life. So they should just pick American names to keep it simple and make it easier for everyone around them. And there was a lot of backlash around that. Um, from the Twitter community as a whole. Um, and especially from, you know, brown people saying that it's not their responsibility to whitewash and adapt to American culture. Um, it's more the responsibility of Americans to understand, ask, you know, how to pronounce a name and learn how to do it. Um, so we didn't talk about our views on this before we started this podcast, but I think I have a conflicting view to most people. (laughs) Yeah. So what's your view? Um, so we are both South Asian and, um, we have a massive generational gap between our ancestors, like who are Indian to, I, we don't know anyone in India, India. There's like a country in between that they, like our ancestors, um, came over from and then well, came over to, yeah. and then from there, you know, moved to America. And so B and I both grew up in New York. We've lived in New York our entire lives in a pretty Americanized upbringing Um, and being, you know, four or five generations removed from our Indian ancestry. It was kind of there in the background in terms of like some cultural traditions and cooking and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. But we weren't super traditionally brought up. No, and I think that's also, like, we never had a lot of Indian friends growing up. We never lived in an Indian neighborhood or community. And for, as far as growing up, I kind of identified more as, like, being American than anything else, which I was. Yeah. And that begs the question with this Dear Abby post, like, your kids are going to grow up not Indian. They're going to grow up American. Right. Shouldn't they get American names? I mean, also as someone who is South Asian, who has a very American name, if anything, Jewish. <laughs> so super New York. Um, it, it, I kind of not like see where she's coming from, but a bit like, what do the kids want? They don't have an opinion at the end of the day. And as it really depends on how much you want them to kind of have their culture in their lives. If you think their culture is going to be a big part of their lives and you're trying to do that at home, like I don't see any problem, you know, naming a kid, whatever you want, but 
I personally am thankful for not having a super Indian, like, like ethnic name because it did make my life a little bit easier. I'm not saying that I'm not going to get bullied. You can name this girl Abby for fuck's sake. And she still will be bullied for being brown and not being white. That's just a fact. Like, you can name her whatever you want. It's yeah. not going to take away the fact that she is brown. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, my view on it is, you know, as someone who also grew up in a super... Americanized context. Super also <laughs> with Yeah, also with, like, a super American name, um, a biblical name, so it has no Indian roots at all. I mean, yeah, I was still teased for being brown, even though, like, I couldn't tell you any more about Indian culture than any of the white kids in my classes could. But still, just because I was brown, I was still, like, you know, I got all of those, like, racial stereotype jokes directed at me, and... I think they knew even as they were saying them that they weren't the case, but still like just because it was a fact that was there, they still made those jokes. Um, but that being said, you know, having grown up with an Americanized name in an Americanized society, I guess I, I would have been okay with an Indian name if my parents had given me one. Um, And as I get older, I kind of like, I want more of a connection to my roots and my culture. And I want to feel more like I know about where I'm from. Um, I did an ancestry.com test like last year at some point. And I don't know, I think if a name is just a name, but I think if I had that, it would have been another feeling of being rooted to that. Yeah. For me. And I would have embraced it as I grew up. Um, and it yeah, may have been tough as a kid because kids all make fun of each other for what's different. But I think I would have really appreciated it later on if that was something that was important to my family to have given me. Yeah. And when, to be fair, we both have very Indian middle names. Like our parents did give us that. But also our parents have very American names themselves. They were given American names before that. And our grandparents, they have Indian names. But they have American names they go by on an everyday basis. Yeah. So really, this this issue for us is really generationally past the point. Yeah. I don't think we relate more to this Indian family because it's kind of like if our great grandparents were having this conversation, that that those would start it there. Right, know? right. But so the big the big issue and the big takeaway is a white American woman giving her feedback on how an Indian family should proceed with naming their kids. Um, I don't think it's her place to give that feedback. And she has a platform. So she's coming out and giving her opinion in a very public manner on something that she has never experienced, that she's never had to make a choice between. And it just, it wasn't really her place to respond to that. No, I don't think it was her place to give an opinion. I think she should have, if I was white, I probably would answer differently. (laughs) You know, I would say something very PC and say like, you know, do what you want, do what you think is important. Um, What I honestly believe in is not really the topic here, you know? Right. And (laughs) given the choice that we grew up the way we did, I don't think we would be giving our kids Indian names just because our parents don't and their parents don't and we don't. Like, it it would be out of character at this point. (laughs) for sure. It would be more like us trying to fit a mold and trying to do that than a genuine, I don't know, thing. You can say that we're whitewashed and Americanized. Yeah. Yeah, well... 
probably fair. We can blame the British. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We can. Um, but not to give you too much of a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> anyway. Um, they, call, they, they colonize half the world. <laughs> it's like not giving anything away. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, fair. Valet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, we're, so what we want to talk about is kind of hashtag minority problems um, and what we have experienced even in our Americanized whitewashed upbringing and what we've seen in dating um, and the impact that that has. Yeah, because I think uh, I think about it a lot because obviously we're attracted to a certain type of person and uh, I, I really like white guys and you can say nurture nature versus nurture but I that's what I grew up with like those were the guys in my class uh those the majority of guys were white and those are the people you have to choose to have crushes on and I don't really it wasn't like a direct obvious thought it was just like he's cute he's there and that just filtered into my adult life right Mindy Kalin actually got um, some shit for this. And I read an article. There's probably a ton of them out there. And uh, she was getting shit on because her show, The Mindy Project, it shows her dating in, like, her 30s. But she chooses a lot of white guys. Like, she's dated maybe one black guy in the entire show. And I'm a massive fan of the show. And she dates a lot of white guys. And I... Has she dated any Indian guys on the show? No, maybe one. Okay. And um, some article was uh, saying how she, it was her responsibility or something to, you know, the argument there is like, it's her responsibility to show us diversity and she should be dating other people. But I mean, a lot of white centric shows, you don't even think twice about another white person dating another white person. It's like known and given and it's fine. And I am the side of it is fine for Mindy to have a type and if she grew up like the similar way that we did, and I knew she grew up in a very like white neighborhood as well. And if that's what she likes, like it, I think that's a fair generalization and like a fair reflection of her own life. And she says that herself, like these are the guys I would date in real life. There is nothing dishonest in what she's doing. So my question is, was the article giving her shit for dating white guys in real life or just for portraying that on her show? I will find the article and link it. But they were, the article was kind of saying that it's not Mindy's responsibility to educate us on racism. Right. It's not her job. But the, they also said the counter argument there, what other people were saying, is that it is her responsibility and she should be my, more diverse with her dating options. So the article was on her side 100%, but it did bring up like a lot of things that people probably who watch the show would think about um, watching an Indian woman date 15 white guys. Right, right. Let's not I mean, talk about Ted Mosby dating a hundred million white girls throughout all of How I Met yeah, Your Mother. that's true. You know? Right, like, I don't feel like it's my responsibility as a brown woman to date brown men because because I have to educate society that brown people are okay. Yeah. You know, like, I, I am entitled to my preference and I'm entitled to what, attra- what I am attracted to. And I have tried to date, like, I have gone out with brown guys before. And I'm not stereotyping and saying that, like, the whole race is, like, off, you know, off the table for me. But in those in those dates that I've gone on, I haven't connected with those guys specifically. Yeah. And so if I swipe on a guy and he's someone and he's brown and I'm attracted to him and we seem like we might have mutual interests and we might get along well, I swipe right and I see where it goes. I give them the chance. 
but at the end of the day, I'm not going to try to exclusively date brown guys because it's my responsibility to do so. Or no. Anything and along those lines. Broadening it to not just brown guys, but also, you know, other men of color. Right. We definitely, I've like been on dates with like guys who are Latino, guys who are not strictly white, you know, and, um, like brown guys as well. But like, it's, it's, it's like a bit of like, it's a choice, really, you know, like, sometimes you're feeling it, sometimes you're not, like, it's not an exclusive, and I don't think anyone should be exclusively saying, I only date gingers, I only date white guys, I only date black guys, like, I only date light-skinned guys, like, then you're, like, pigeonholing yourself into not really meeting everyone. Right. So, everyone should really be open to dating everyone, and having a preference is totally fine. And then the flip side of that is being brown women who primarily date white guys, encountering fetishization fuck. We practice this so long. Fetishization? Okay. Can I say it really Fetish- quickly? Fetishization. <laughs> um, um, we literally Google, we Googled how to pronounce this. Oh my God, I'm going to play it. Oh Not the, okay, we'll play this one first. Fetishization. Fetishization. <laughs> no, fetishization. play the Google okay. one. Wait, that's fetishization, right? That's the full word. This one, oh my god, yes. Fetishize. <laughs> like, that is by Google, okay? That is the first pronunciation yeah, on Google. When you Google fetishize, that is what comes up. Fetishize. So sexy. Like, why? Why? It's so sexy. She's literally panting. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a moan. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. I think... Um, Again, it's the two sides of the same coin, really. And uh, being a brown person, there's a high likelihood that you are the first person of color or woman of color that they have dated ever. And um, or I wouldn't say there's a high possibility. I would that there's a high likelihood. I would say that there's a chance that either you're there first or that the other extreme opposite that they like fetishize brown women. Yeah. Or, you know, South Asian women or whatever, and that you're one of many they've dated. Yeah, and which it, I think is worse. Yeah, because at <laughs> that point, when you see that, it kind of leads to the question, like, is this person actually interested in me, or am I just feeling this, like, exotic, like, type that they yeah. have? Like, they just want, like, exotic girls. Um, so I have a rule, and it's, um, if you date someone, if it's, like, two of the same type of person twice then it's a fetish and if it's consecutively but if it's not twice then it's all right you know let's say like you someone dates an asian girl and then the next girl they date long term is an asian girl at that point it's like mm, maybe you have a thing for asian girls <laughs> but if they date an asian girl then date a white girl then date a brown girl then date another asian girl that's fair game okay but you think two consecutive is really enough to say yes hundred percent. It's consecutive. If that it's, says a lot. Okay, but if it's not your own race, like if it's your own race and if you're a white guy and you date 20 white girls, you don't have a white girl fetish. No. Right? You're no. just, you're not branching it's out. Not, it's not a foolproof rule. Right. <laughs> and honestly, the rule was made for myself by myself because I was told that I date a lot of British guys and I have a uh, like a fetish for British guys. Mm-hmm. And I adamantly do not. I have a high preference. <laughs> right, right. Same way I have a thing for Aussies. <laughs> right. But it's it's not mutually exclusive. Right. So, and that's my defense. You okay. know, it's not back to back. Okay. So have you ever dated a guy that you felt had a fetish for brown girls? 
uh, there's been some, okay, there's one guy I dated who's actually my boyfriend for like a month and I regret it, but. <laughs> Ooh, which one is this? I'll don't, try to guess as we go along. Don't think hard. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, so it was when we were having sex and uh, I, we were, I don't know how this came up. We never talked about role playing or anything, but he was like fucking me. And he was like, uh, yeah, you like that? Like, you know, I'm like, my, <laughs> this is so bad. It's like, <laughs> I'm your master. Like, you know, you're, you're like my slave. And I was like, no, 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 no I'm not. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Like, I'm not a handmaid. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Um, that. That is taking a liberty, too. Yeah. Like, no, like, I mean, he was into history, so this whole, like, you know, I'll, you know, I'm the slave girl, and you're big mansion, and you're the white slave owner out of the estate. Yeah, yeah. That was the picture, that was the role play, but I was not into it, obviously. So. Wow. Um, this gives me a whole new context to hate this person in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but generally um i find like more um kind of like people of like south american latino they are more in tune with their culture and they kind of jump to the conclusion that i look latino or latina because of like my skin tone very like light so and like then that's like fine and i obviously correct them but like uh, again, we were so diffused from our culture that, and they're so connected to theirs for the most part that I feel like there's a big disconnect there. Yeah. Like, it's like not okay for me to be quote unquote whitewashed because I don't know my culture enough. And they're like so in tune with their culture. That's where I find a big disconnect with dating like most people of color. Interesting. Yeah, because we don't have that, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, I'm missing that part of me, which it sounds like a bit sad, but like, I, I'm, I don't physically or mentally yeah. miss it, but it's a reality for most people who are of minority. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have started to feel that as I've gotten older too. And like, part of it is seeing other people who are very connected to their culture. And I don't know, there's like this, like, this grounding kind of feeling that, that, I that they kind of emulate like where they they seem like they're really connected to something and I don't have that it has a lot to do with like the actual diffusion of our culture as a result of parents growing up in like a a British colony Mm. um but then it's also just yeah like the way we were raised like yeah it just I don't know it kind of it leaves something desired in the back of my mind but I don't I don't feel less whole though and I don't think we should you know just because we don't fit the minority demographic perfectly does not make us any less minority does not make us any less American just makes us our own different sect of people and like even saying this like I feel bad about some things we're saying but like you know I know there's probably someone out there listening that resonates to what we're saying yeah. even though we haven't heard our opinion before. no I don't feel like a broken person because of it yeah. but I do like I do kind of wish that I knew a little bit more and that's what kind of prompted the whole like DNA test thing and mm. just like wanting to feel a closeness not because I feel like I'm broken without it but because I'm interested and I'm curious and I don't know I think it would be nice to know a little bit more no that's fair um I do want to ask uh, any fetishization on your end. Oh, my God. Okay. So I dated this guy last summer. Um, We matched on OkCupid. We went on um, a first date. 
and we had like dinner and drinks and it was a really, really great first date. Like, I feel like we connected really well. Um, if he asked me a question, like if he asked me what I do for work, he asked a lot of follow-up questions and repeated back what I was saying to be sure that he was understanding. And that made me feel like he was genuinely very interested in getting to know me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, we connected really well. He talked about his job a little bit and he told me that, so he works in tech and he said that in the company that he's in right now, they do this thing where they send you to India to work with like the outsourcing tech team for a year to like really, really get to know tech. Um, and you do that for a year and then you move back and then you work for the company, you know, somewhere in the U S. And so he did that. Um, and he was telling me all about his time there and how he met some of like the best people that he's ever met in his life while he was there. And, how much he misses it sometimes still. Yeah. Um, but how close he remained to a lot of those people and how they're still his friends. Um, and I thought it was like sweet and endearing, but I didn't really like think much about it. Right. Um, it seemed like a, you know, just a, a sweet anecdote or yeah. a sweet string of anecdotes that I don't know. I didn't pay too much mind to, um, a week later it was his birthday and he like, he was into me really quickly. Um, and I was into him too. I felt like we had a really genuine spark and we hung out like three or four times just in that first week. And so he asked me if I wanted to come to his birthday dinner, um, with his really close friends a week after our first date. And I said, yes, because it felt like things were progressing in that direction. And I get to his birthday dinner and realize that literally like of the six other people there, five of them are brown as well. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And (laughs) I don't know, like I had like kind of, uh, I was a little bit taken aback where I was like, "Mm, okay. Do you know if he dated any other Indian girls or Brown girls before you? Um, I think I asked the question at one point. I don't think he like was in a serious relationship when he was there, but I got the feeling that there was a little bit of something between him and one of the girls that was actually at his dinner who is now married to his other, like, white best friend <laughs> who was there, you know, in that program with them. Um, and, yeah, so I got that sense. But I don't know. Like, I kind of at this point was still, like, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, he lived there for a year. So, like, you know, maybe we genuinely connect on on a real level even though he has a ton of brown friends. Like, maybe this is just, like, a coincidence, right? right? Um and we continued to connect and like things were like really good between us. Um, and then he had a housewarming party a few weeks later and it's just like full blown. Like I get there and literally all of his friends are Brown. Wow. And most of them were part of this program. And, um, but a lot of them were just like friends of theirs. So it's like, he had kind of like gotten his way into like the Brown community and he had more Brown friends at that party than I have ever had in my entire life combined. Um, <laughs> which isn't saying much. I've probably had like, yeah, that's not saying I much. could probably count like Brown friends I've had on one hand. Um, so yeah, it was like a little bit overwhelming and like all night they kind of sat there like trading stories and like, you know, reliving those memories of the times that they had in India. And he just kept talking about like how much he wanted to go back and how much he loved it there. And I don't know, like it was, it was hard not to feel a little weird about it and not to feel like I was kind of his like 
token brown girlfriend. Yeah, no, that's weird. I would feel very fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, like, I kept kept thinking, like, do you really like me? Or is this just, I don't know, a fetish that yeah. I'm, you know, a part of? And it's, I mean, it's so, like, you don't really know, I guess. You really never know when you're dating somebody. Um, though, knowing who they did in the past, I always find help like I'm always like I'm more like a nosy person I do like knowing and you know if they've dated anyone um of like substance in the past and also if they've ever been brown before because I'm always thinking maybe I am just like like a fetish to them really and truly um I remember one guy I went on a date with and it was like a first date I found this out or second date and I asked like playfully I was like oh like um my your first um you know brown girl and he was like and I was very specific I actually said the country and he said no actually I slept with someone you know I used to date some girl like who was actually from the same brown country that you're oh, from and I felt world. like so offended yeah, <laughs> like I was like what like to most people we meet we're the first person from that country they've ever met yeah like we're the first people using that word and, and saying that country name to them yeah in their lifetime yeah so to find someone who's dated someone from there yeah it's, it's no small coincidence yeah I wouldn't say like he knew that I was from again I look ethnically ambiguous I yeah. could be like a multitude of things so I'm not like so offended if they thought I was something else or they thought you know they I like a very small margin actually guessed correctly where I'm from but I was a bit like put off by it and I think that's something to do more with me and like maybe like like being that one brown friend your like white friend group or you know your friend group in general um you kind of feel like a bit special (laughs) you know and not to say that I don't have like brown friends I definitely do I have tons of them from London um uh but like yeah I don't know it's knowing that he dated someone else from the same exact like country that like I like originally hail from was a bit like okay it just kind of makes you second guess things a little bit right yeah yeah which is like so like it doesn't make it right because he's definitely not my first white guy or second or third or fourth (laughs) I won't go down yeah (laughs) he's definitely not my first white guy um but to be fair, there's more of them running around, I feel. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's a numbers game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm never like, I'm, I wouldn't say that when I'm dating or when I'm even talking to a white guy that it's ever a thought that's like high in my mind is, you know, are they, is this possibly just part of a fetish? But when I do find out, like when I, you know, creep their social media and I see an old picture and they're dating a brown girl who looks very similar to me, I'm just like, hmm. Interesting. Your last girlfriend was also a brown girl, and that makes me um, just curious, curious, maybe a little doubtful. <clears throat> and then it goes, um, also, let's say, like, you do end up dating, and everything's Gucci, and then it comes to, like, meeting the parents. And this is something I've always felt a bit weird about. I mean, meeting the parents is weird in general, but I don't know, just, like, being of another race and then, like, dating someone of another race. I think that's just, like, a whole thing that everyone feels anxiety about. Yeah. Like, me especially. I'm like, oh, my God, they're not going to like me as much as someone who's white or, like, someone of the same race as them, you know? <laughs> Which is, like... Because, like, I think a lot of cultures, especially minority cultures, like, promote dating within your culture. Like... Yeah. For the most part. So... 
it's like when you don't bring home someone that looks exactly the same as yeah. you do, your parents are like, I don't want them. I don't want you to marry them, blah, blah, blah. And our parents are very accepting, and I don't think they are that minority stereotype. Right. But I mean, if they... If they had been, they're definitely not anymore because we've never brought home brown boys. Yes. <laughs> so definitely. it's out of their minds at this point. Expectations have been lowered. Maybe grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like, it, I mean, what, do you feel weird when you meet someone's parents? I don't know. About your um, I'm trying, like, so the last guy I dated was not white. I mean, he was half white, but the side of his family that he lived with was Latino. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't feel weird about that. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I'm thinking of like the white guys that I've like quote dated and whose parents I've met, which has been a handful. And I'm not like expecting that they won't like me as much as a white girl, but I do sometimes feel like, like maybe they're just gen genuinely like inquisitive and curious, but like, I don't like having the conversation about, Oh, so where are you from? Like, Oh, like, are you like, you know, and it's very educational, isn't it? It is. It is. And like, that's fine. And I get that because it's not like a microaggression. It's them generally like genuinely asking like, Oh, like where are your parents from and how do you live? And them trying to understand me, but it's also just, it's something that just, it reminds me, okay, you are different. Yeah. Although you feel the same, you've grown up like here and you're as American as it gets, as far as you know, like people look at you and it's like, you're, you're not, you're something different. Yeah. And the reality is that if you were white, they probably would not grill you so much of where your parents are. Exactly. And when the fact that they descended exactly. from this continent. Like, right. Um, I got it really bad because I, I lived in Europe for four years and, um, in Europe, for the most part, massive generalization. But you basically, wherever you look like you come from, you usually are from. And, like, if you look Chinese, you're most likely from China. <laughs> if you look Indian, you're most likely from India um, or Pakistan. Or, you know, like, you just, for the right, most right, part, right. like, that is what Europe kind of is. Like, in America, we're very good at the melting pot, even though we just talked about the qualms of that. We're not perfect, but we're much better than any other culture or country I've ever been to. Um, and in my first year or second year of school there, I was out and it was like um, kind of like a student union event. And I met this Polish guy and he's asking me where I'm from. And I was like, oh, I'm from America, I'm from New York. He's like, what? You're not like, how can you be from America if you're not white? Oh, my God. I <laughs> Literally was- the Mean Girls quote, like, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Yep. Yep. Um, and I was just, like, so shooketh, because, like, I am American. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is on- the only thing I know. And, like, for him to say, like, I cannot be American because I am brown was, like, really offensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was, that was a pretty bad one. Um, I do remember on, I, we talked about on, on a previous episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. My first, like, worst <sighs> first date. Yeah. And this was one worst first date. It was pretty bad. And this guy is from, like, God knows where, like, south, like, Louisiana or something, living up here. And it was a fine, it started off fine, but then, um, 
we got into like where I'm from and he did not believe it was a country. And he's like, Oh, you mean this place? And I was like, no, no, I mean this name. And he was like, Oh no, uh, I don't think that's country. Like he was very like fighting me on like where it was, if it even existed. And I'm there telling him the history. Like I'm not missing a beat. Like I know everything about it, yeah. you know, for this reason. Cause people ask right. and he's just like, Oh, I don't know. Like disbelieving like uh, everything I said. And I was like, how do you know better than me about a culture that I'm literally telling you about and that you've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely get asked a lot of where I am, but I don't take offense to that. Cause again, I look ethnically ambiguous. I think it's a general honest answer when people ask and I'm not offended and I don't mind explaining, but like, just don't do it in a dick way. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, how do I do that? Just like, don't do it as the first thing off the bat. I've literally been on dates with guys who've not mentioned, like, my ethnicity at all. And those are my favorite dates. Yeah. Like, it is a fair question, but do not let it be the first thing you ask on a first date. Right. Like, wait to a second date where you talk about, like, if you're talking about your family background, if they offer up information. Right, if it's prompted. Right. Then you can ask the question, but don't just off the bat, so where are you from? Right. You're so exotic looking. It's when it comes out of nowhere that right. I have, a, like, a personal right. offense to it. Yeah. then it seems like you're about to check my, like, birth certificate or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I wasn't born in America. America either. So, I mean, I was born in Canada. So when I, whenever Canada comes up and I'm like, oh, I'm Canadian, people are just like, really? Are you an American citizen? And I feel like I'm about to be like deported yeah. and like have my, yeah, have my citizenship checked. And I don't know. It's like, it's uncomfortable. And yeah, so I agree. Like if you get into a conversation about your family life or something like that, that prompts it, sure. But like, we don't have accents. You can't, like... No. Like, there's no context for asking us other than seeing that the color of our skin is different. Literally, that is it. So, don't just ask it out of the blue. And I know that you're curious, and I know that it's different, but it's just, like, a little bit of sensitivity and feeling out someone, I don't know, before you just dive into something yeah. kind of personal like that. And also, I find, you know, like dating someone of like a minority themselves like that is also comforting in a different way because I don't feel like I have that like defense up as much yeah. and I don't really mind too much when they ask because they're coming from a similar place right and like one of the guys I dated went on like three or four dates and he was Latino and one of my favorite things about him was the fact that we can talk about like hashtag minority problems yeah. and like we had some sort of common ground and he like experienced similar things to me and that's what I like loved about dating him. Yeah. Obviously it wasn't enough to keep the relationship standing. Right. But, you but know, it is like it's, it's a comforting nice. thing to connect on. And then the other thing, I mean, I think most minorities have been there when someone asks you where you're from and, you know, you you go ahead, you tell them everything about your background and where you're from. And then you're like, Oh, and how about you? And they're like, I'm just American. I'm just plain white. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, it's as simple as that. You can just say you're American and that's it. So I could have just said I'm Canadian and that could have been it. Yeah. Like you are like, I had to give you a whole explanation and you give me nothing in return because you're just regular. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess top tips for, if you're, like, dating someone of color that is, like, and you're white or, let's say, you're of color as well, just, like, yeah, don't ask that as the first thing. Um, don't assume they're fresh off the boat. Um, yeah. 
I don't, I would say like wearingly like don't get too much into their culture and this also goes this can go for like religion as well like I know like some girls who would date Jewish guys and like be so ready to convert and like so into it and like sometimes like no <laughs> you yeah. know like you have your culture they have their culture like it's nice for you to like want to like do things together and like that's fine but maybe like a lot of people aren't so into their culture just because it's like you've grown up with it you know yeah <laughs> so um yeah I don't know any other tips do you think um oh another top tip um if you are a brown person you may have experienced this where if you're in a group of white people or just like non-brown people and someone like mentions something that's vaguely related to brown culture somehow they'll like kind of turn and look at you for your approval you are not like the spokesperson you're not the spokesperson for brown people like you don't need to be like the the person to give approval or take offense to whatever they're saying um and so like tips for non-brown people like don't say oh my god this annoying like brown whatever no offense you know yeah and and i don't know don't feel like you need to apologize to us for mentioning another brown person because one brown person is not all brown people no i guess it's more mostly to cover their asses and to make sure like you know like i'm not racist because i said no offense right and it's like <laughs> i wasn't thinking you were racist until you looked at me and said no offense which made it clear that you were generalizing and grouping us all in together yeah. as one yeah and it's super uncomfortable and i've had it happen like numerous times where someone's telling a story and the word India comes up and I can see everyone kind of like dart a glance in my direction, you know, like just to, just to see, Oh God, is she okay? Yeah. Does she, does she feel weird about this? And I'm just like, I'm not that, like, I'm not that person that you're talking about. That ain't me. I'm not offended. Um, yeah. Do you have any other like dating kind of brown problems you've come across? No, I mean, I definitely, I don't like being called exotic. Um, I think that it's like almost demeaning in a way because it makes me feel like you, how does it make me feel? I don't know. It makes me feel like I'm just like this, like this novelty Mm -hmm. and I'm just like here for like your like cultural education. I don't know. So you can like widen your scope and say that you've dated someone Exotic can be, like, a rug or, like, a meat. It can be, like, a person. I feel like it's just, it's it's so, like, colonial. And it's Like, a person can be, but the thing is, I don't think I'm exotic. Like, I am, again, not deeply culturally rooted. I don't have an accent. I don't dress in, like, traditional Indian garb. So what about me is exotic? So you're kind of just, like, assigning this, like, thing to me that's really, like, how you feel about an entire group of people, but doesn't actually represent me. And it's, like, a little bit, yeah, it's, like, demeaning at that point. Oh, top tip also for those non-brown people and everyone out there, really. (laughs) Um, If you think that brown person looks like another brown person you know, don't don't tell them. No, 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 for fuck's sake. The amount of times... Like, someone said to me, it's like, oh, my God, you look just like my friend. And they bring up a photo of a girl who's honestly really fucking ugly looking. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what the fuck is wrong I'm with like, you? I'm like, you think that we look alike because we both have dark hair and dark, like, you know, like, yeah. brown skin. And yep. that's literally it. None of our features are the same. Aside from that, like, we don't dress the same. 
there is nothing similar here. No. Nope. That's racist. That's racist. Um, don't compare us to either other brown celebrities, because for the most part... Mm, you like, know what? I do don't. love being told that I look like Frida Pinto, so I will say... You can tell me I look like Frida Pinto. I mean, people can tell me I look like Priyana Chopra, but I, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but you do look like her. Oh my God, thanks. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump the gun. But yeah, like generally just like don't compare someone. I mean, you wouldn't, if you went out with a white girl who looked like Zoe Deschanel, you wouldn't pull up. A, I mean, you, you would. would. <laughs> That's distinct. But I don't know. You wouldn't be like, oh, you look just like my friend. Yeah. And pull up a picture of just another random white girl with brown hair. Yeah. You know? Celebrities, okay, that's a little different. Celebrities, meh. I mean, I would stay away from the whole, you look like this person. Yeah. I am my own person. I am here. I'm sitting in front of you. Hello. Yeah. Compliment something that you like about me without comparing it to someone else. Yeah. And that leads back to the whole, like, do you just like me because I look like this person? Yeah. (laughs) And, like when guys that I've either dated or like had a thing with afterwards go on to date someone who looks like me, I'm like, "Mm, I wonder if she's thinking it because I feel like you really liked me and it didn't work out. And now you're trying to date someone who looks like me. That seems like a very specific example. Uh, I've got two that I will show you after this. Um, one was guy I dated in high school. He's dating like a very like mediocre Brown girl. Wow. Um, No offense. She's probably great, but like, Compared to you. She's not as pretty as me. <laughs> no chance. Right. And I feel like it's, I, I don't, it makes me wonder, like, do you just have a type now because of me? Because oh, I was definitely the first one yeah. you dated. That's definitely something that's happened to me. I mean, that was like the recess of my brain, like coming back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, a guy who had a crush on me that I used to work with, um, it never worked out between us. We went on like one or two dates and never even kissed and I ended up actually like secretly seeing his best friend. Not my shiny moment, but no regrets. Well, we've all been there. Um, the girl he dated and was in a relationship with like after uh, looked like a like a less attractive version of me, like, Ooh. to be honest. Um, so, and she was, like, same kind of skin tone. Like, she wasn't, like, brown exactly, but she was some sort of minority. But, yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got another one who was, like, in love with me for the majority of college and um, not, not the guy I actually dated, just another guy who, like, always kind of had a thing for me. And then was like dating a brown girl right after things didn't work out between us. And I told him that, you know, that was the end. And I was just like, I feel like she looks a lot like me, but not as pretty. Maybe we're just changing them. They're like, realize they're into this thing. They had no idea. Yeah, maybe we just before. opened a door for yeah. them. And we educated them on like the greatness of cultural diversity and beautiful brown women. So I think we've given a pretty, pretty wide ranged take on how we feel about being brown and dating yes Um, and this is like a big part of us that I don't think we shared before that we really wanted to share on our podcast because obviously you guys don't see us and we're anonymous as well you can't like follow our personal stuff um but it's something that's like a big part of our lives and I just wanted to like kind of share it this hot topic hope you guys feel a little closer to us now yeah yeah 
Um, and if you're also brown or of any minority, let's widen it up, you know, um, feel free to send us an email uh, via our website and share your other dating disaster stories. Yeah. We would love, 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 love to hear them and laugh out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as always, follow our Twitter, our, I almost said our Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's only matches on Tinder. Yeah. Um, you won't know who we are, but still do it. Um, yeah, follow our Twitter, our Instagram, um, look out for our stickers all over New York City, um, and give us a shout if you have any thoughts, questions, or suggestions for new episodes. Yes. Um, the website is www.notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.